This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey. I love Vader. I'm Nick. I love Vader. I'm Jason. I love Vader. I'm Steven, and I'm still skeptical of Vader. Well, You Should Love Vader is a very special episode of You Should Love Wrestling, where we try to convince Steven that he should love professional wrestler Big Van Vader. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping that I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Whenever you shop on Amazon, you could support our show by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling. Click the support our artist button and then shop on amazon.com like you normally would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the fact. Shop at please. Yeah, definitely do it. Um, <laughs> guys have Amazon Prime? Always. I love Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You may have seen today's guest on TBS's Angie Tribeca or FX's You're the Worst. He's a very funny performer and a friend of the show, Jason Wayne Christian. Big Van Vader was recently given a terminal health diagnosis. And Jason reached out to suggest a Vader special episode. First off, thank you very much for coming to the show. Welcome Jason. back. Thank you so much. Great to be back. And uh, to give credit where it's due, this was uh, actually my wife Chelsea's idea. Uh, whenever mm. I first got the news, I was really bummed. And she said, mm-hmm. well, you should contact the You Should Love Wrestling guys and see if I'm putting together a tribute. Which we thought was a great idea. So Yeah, because Vader is great. Kudos to Chelsea. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, yes. uh, Jason, what are your first memories of Big Van Vader? So I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the listeners out there who uh, maybe have never seen me uh, or have not seen my uh, nice three seconds on Angie Tribeca. Uh, <laughs> it was a damn I'm, good three seconds. <laughs> also, Joey, say say the name of that show again. Angie Tribeca? He says it weird. Tribeca? Right? Yeah, he puts the emphasis yeah. on the wrong syllable. Tribeca? I mean, I'm but, writing uh, a spec of it, but whatever. Yeah. Oh. I'm You're writing a spec of a show. <laughs> oh, no, he's writing a spec. A spec. On those lovely notes, I'm a big fellow. I'm uh, 330 pounds. Mm-hmm. I've been a big guy pretty much all my life. And so I identify with some of the wrestlers who have less of the conventional body form. Uh, one of my favorites growing up was Mick Foley, but right up there with him was Vader. And then after reading Mick Foley's book, where he talks about Leon White, the performer behind Vader, mm-hmm. and how much of kind of a softy like he is as a, as a person, as a, person. a gentle soul, uh, and then just what a monster he is when he fights like that, he'll like his forums, which I'm sure Steven can later attest uh, to not believing mm. he actually hits people. Like he's one of those guys who will wail on people. And mm. I don't know. I like that. I kind of identify that with, you know, you can be a lovable loser. And then if someone makes you mad, you go at him. I like that. And Vader's come up on the show many, many times at great lengths because Steven refuses to believe that his eye it, came, it had it a detached retina. Didn't. There's no proof. There's no video <laughs> proof of it. There's no photographic proof. Right. We showed you video videos on YouTube. It, they're, no, they're... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this again. <laughs> you guys are full of shit. If you actually believe that you're looking at somebody's eye that is dangling out of their face as Joey described it, then you are all insane people. I, I, I don't say, know what I'm dealing with if that's the thing. That here's what I'll believe. say. I'll, I'll Did give, he get hurt in the face? Of course. Sure. Hmm. It was out of the socket. It did not pop out and dangle freely like a wrecking ball. Well, sure. Yeah, you're picturing it like a cartoon. That's it, how it, it just... was described to me. 
Like that's it, how it was described to me by Joey Cliff. We have the audio. But I didn't, that is a we fact. do. We do. That is a fact. Give that audio. It dangled out of his face. But it came dangled, out of his eye socket. Dangled is a word you used. Okay, let's cut to a clip of that. I, I, I can't he, go back. Steven has to go it. find this I'm clip not, now. We've done like 50-something episodes. I'm not finding that. Wow, Vader's eye really dangled out of his eye socket. Wasn't that the remake of the original clip? I, I'm not a fan of remakes. That's like a shot-for-shot shot remake. It didn't feel right. It didn't uh, feel truthful. The yeah, Gus yeah. Van Sant version. It right. yeah. will remain masked in mystery. Uh, and dangling um, out of its own like socket. But something that yes. something that like I guess is sort of a theme of this episode to me, and something I'm really excited mm-hmm. about as regards to Vader, is that he's a figure that's like he's a really interesting mix between old school eighties tough guy wrestler and like nineties flash gimmick wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like he's a legit he's a legit like tough guy. He's a guy that like Hits really hard, gets hit really hard, can do some really impressive moves. Yep. Like, you know, former former football player. He's a barrel-chested mean guy. Yeah. He's not like a bodybuilder. Right. And he's and he's Incredibly like, agile and he, for his size. And he's also something that we'll go into a little bit later in the episode. A guy that was like a staunch protector of kayfabe. Oh, yeah, he's very much. That, like, re- he was one of those guys that was like, if you say wrestling is fake, he will like legit beat which, you up. Which, which we'll we get into. Which we'll get into. Um, but like on the same token, he had like moonsaults in his offense. He was mm-hmm. on Boy Meets World, which we'll talk about. Like he's a guy that like and he, you know, uh, nowadays, like he's very active on Twitter and he's like successfully booked matches off of like keeping kayfabe on Twitter. And it's yeah. like he's that guy that like he's simultaneously savvy of social media, but also very old school. And that's right. like great to see. And like outside of his ability as a wrestler, which is incredible it's just interesting to see that he's like an intersection between like kind of two points in wrestling right and whether or not and and we were talking about this we had talked previously about uh van uh, uh big van vader's uh twitter beef and later match with will osprey which we have talked about previously in our shane hartline episode yeah will um, actually do it yeah they did actually oh, have yeah. that match we talked about it so much that i just figured it never happened no yeah. it did happen uh, and- i nodded which does nothing for this. That's why I, I took it as a as a very soft yes, and uh, and it's it's cool because it's like whether or not that Twitter beef was always planned and everybody was in on it and we just got worked or he sh- or he did like a, a a shoot tweet if you could call it and got himself into a match strictly by just saying well I'm just gonna voice my opinion and got a match out of it. Either way, I don't care because they had the match. It worked out to be a really solid story and they had a match and that was really cool. Well, yeah, it's probably one of the matches that I was the most excited of last year and it was for an indie promotion. Right. Anyway, sorry, Jason, I cut you off. Well, I was going to say, you all talked about him being a bridge between eras. Yep. Uh, he's also a very strong bridge between styles of American style and Japanese style. Absolutely. That, he spent a lot of time in Japan. And just watching, uh, I know Steven didn't watch multiple matches, but for those who've seen uh, multiple matches of his that have seen him versus like Antonio Inoki versus him versus Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. He's wrestling completely differently. He can work all kinds of different styles. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, just to go into a couple stats, Big Van Vader is a former professional football player who's wrestled for WCW, WF, TNA, NJPW and AJPW. I'm going to the places. He debuted in 1985, and though he stands at six foot five and weighs a reported 450 pounds, he's known as one of the most agile big men in wrestling history. His moonsault, a move usually reserved for high flyers, was voted the Wrestling Observer's best wrestling maneuver of 1993. I'm going to jump in there, too, real quick. Uh, I did uh, check and confirm he is the first person over 400 pounds ever to do the moonsault. Oh, yeah. I can really? See, yeah, that totally makes Not sense. Not just like in America, but just first wrestler documented as doing a moonsault. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, yeah, and his moonsaults were great. 
well, yeah, and he's held world titles all over the globe and holds the distinction of being the first non-Japanese holder of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which, like, oh. you could say that, like, you could, <laughs> there, there's an argument for, like, that being one of the top, t- I mean, not, it's definitely one of the top titles in the world, but there's an argument for being the top title in the world. Right, well, and also you're dealing with the fact that uh, Gaijin in almost any... Thing or guy Jin is an American wrestler in yeah. uh, Japan, but yeah, I mean, but not yeah. just in a, a pro wrestling in sumo in any Japanese national sport mm-hmm. are going to have to earn it like more so than others. Absolutely, and yeah. he was a a, a three time uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. He was a uh, tag team champion over there with Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, a triple crown heavyweight champion in all Japan pro wrestling. Then, of course, he was a three-time WCW world heavyweight champion. Uh, yeah, he's wrestled all over the place. Well, yeah, we're recording this episode at 2.30 p.m. on a Sunday, but okay. the real time right now is Vader time. It's so Vader time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my God. Vader time. Yeah, It's time. It's Vader time. Did, did you see time. that, Steven? I saw it on the sheet, and I was like, he's not going to do this joke because it's terrible, but then he did. He did it. <laughs> oh, it's it's actually written on yeah, the no, this on the docket. Planned out. This is like, <laughs> this has been planned out for at least a half hour. And really? also, I want to say the time is not two thirty. It it's is two forty nine. Let me just say, in fairness, according to Vader, all time is Vader time. Yeah. Is that a thing he says? Yeah, so that's it's time. It's time. It's Vader music. time. Okay, that's Let fine. me just say, Think Joey, you know I'm fine with that joke, and I apologize. Joey, I honestly thought that that was just. I am totally fine. I just like there's a promo like, reset. Only two thirty p.m. is Vader time. No, no, no. I thought you know what it was. I just thought that you were like, uh, like you could have put anybody in there, and it's like it's two thirty right now. But right now it's triple. Oh, you thought H it was time. anybody. I thought it was just like some random thing. I'm like Jesus. Christ, no, no, Joey. His, like, no, that's his stretch. I like his entrance video starts with it's Vader time. Hey, really organic bit, dude. I like it. Yeah. yeah, in That's, Steven's defense, but mm. also a joke that he won't get. Mm. Four twenty is Rob Van Dam time. <laughs> yeah, well, I think anybody gets that. Uh, yeah, but we're not here to talk about yes, Rob. Van no, we're not. Dam. Fuck Rob Van Dam. Um, uh, all right, so let's figure out why. Why Big Van Vader? Let's. Well, I guess really quickly before we get into the clips, Steven, mm. what did you know about Vader, and what your what were your thoughts on Vader um, uh, in the our previous talks about him? Yes, I know that he is a large wrestling man. Who screamed at Stinger? Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, you've seen Stinger, the White, White Castle, Castle of Fear. Fear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that was maybe the most absurd clip of wrestling of all time. One um, of the best. Uh, Matthew Brian Cohen yelled at me that I needed to see his uh, <laughs> eye fall out of his face. Or oh, that was that upset. I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, that didn't. I never saw it. And then we argued about it for like ten minutes on an attractable point. And then we played uh, that clip that Joey did a remake of, where he said it was hanging out of his eye yeah, socket. That, yeah, we did the redo of that clip. Um, uh, but I guess that's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has the face mask. For some reason, I remember that he was a football player. Uh, I don't think we ever watched a match from him. If we did, I erased it from my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we watched like just a few clips of him. I don't think we ever watched a full match. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so uh, I guess a good place to get started is um, Vader had just a very very cool entrance, especially like kind of his um, late eighties early nineties era. He would come to the ring wearing essentially like a gigantic like half robot elephant head <laughs> that like shot smoke out of it. Yeah, that's like because this. he's the mastodon. Yeah, he's yeah. the mastodon. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's go to a clip of uh, I believe a promo that I found of his entr- one of his uh, Japan entrances. Mm-hmm. Let's let's cut to that. Mm-hmm. 
Steven, you've seen a lot of cool wrestling entrances. <laughs> what did you think of this entrance, his outfit? Did, yeah. uh, it's did pretty you, absurd. Did you see it? Do you view this as like, oh, I get why this is intimidating. Yeah. And like even just as I was talking about, a mix, a mix between old school and new school. He's coming to the ring with this like crazy contraption, like wearing, like holding a scepter with a skull on it. But he's also like shoving fans out of the way and Bef- like jaw jacking with Before people. we even get to Steven's reaction, I know that intimidation, so funny. intimidation is not the word you would use. And I know that. No, this is my, uh, I know that. I just, quick aside this is my favorite part is like you guys say like Stephen what do you think and then like say like 19 things and they go really what do you think uh, what I really think on this was like this is the boss in Mortal Kombat Shao Kahn yeah Shao Kahn uh, coming in uh, he also uh, like yeah that's like very scary I really do legitimately think that this was ripped uh, from Mortal Kombat also, this was uh, this was before Mortal Kombat I actually ah. have to jump in there it's so great that you say it's like a fighting game yeah because there is a uh, wrestler uh, the big bear Raiden from the Fatal Fury series, his likeness is based entirely off of Vader. Is also, that so? The also, Japanese fans uh, liked him so much they put him in a fighting game. Also, uh, also a character from Saturday Night Slam Masters. Like honestly, Shao Kahn is probably taking off Vader. Off that probably. Like yeah. that's probably that's this was yeah. before him. I believe. And everybody's a big fan of the Mortal Kombat Annihilation version of Shao Kahn. Am I right? The uh, greatest movie of all time, 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation, immediately kills Johnny Cage. I also don't you think... are. What are you talking about? <gasps> oh wait, was that not? Johnny Cage is my favorite Mortal Kombat. He character. was mine too. I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. My I was heart was say. broken by that movie. Oh, like, hey, Johnny Cage, you're dead. But this isn't what we're here to talk Ooh. about. Is it, Steve? I just wanted no, to make sure. I, yeah. I'm okay. With this is not what we're here. We're not I here just to, to talk sure. about Johnny Cage. All right, so no Rob Van, Van Dam. Here, there's no way Big Van Vader can actually see it in this thing, right? This is definitely. Oh, who a could? Godly, this is definitely a gobbledygooker moment, but except he makes it work. He does. He just kicks ass on this one because like you watch him. There's a few moments in this clip, and I was like, I watched. He almost stumbles. Yeah, he's kind of got his. You can see there's a few moments where he's got his arms out just a little bit, like I might fall <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That guy can't see shit. Which actually, uh, I love it. But he plays it great. He also like sh- he just like shoves a dude yeah, while he he's just shoves me. some fucking guy. I can't do it with both arms because the Man. mics. But like one of his signature taunts too is just this to show how like big his arms. And yeah, 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 yeah. And that might have been adopted from. Let's <laughs> yeah. make sure no one's in my <laughs> make way. Make sure I you can see just where I'm going. The thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, definitely a fun, uh, a fun entrance and very, very spooky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very it's a cool entrance. Well, it, this is already ridiculous. way better than my Yoshihiko episode. So. <laughs> well, that was a terrible, terrible choice of clips. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's your fault. Yeah, I, uh, I accept full credit. Uh, <laughs> Steven talking about the Yoshiko episode that we did, uh, I don't know, like 50 episodes ago, 500 <laughs> episodes ago. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and that's something that even as a kid, it's like Vader... There's like a level of flash to his entrance that lacked in so many wrestlers before this. Mm-hmm. And that was well, I mean, about as flashy as it gets. I mean, and I think that like so much of specifically Japanese wrestling, the entrances are insane. Yeah. And I think that like Vader was in a lot of ways a like I'm not sure if standard bearer is the right word for it, but he was definitely like to my memory, one of the first guys that had like a cool Japanese entrance. Definitely set a precedent, right? Yeah, yeah, precedent. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, oh, so this was a Japanese promotion then? This was... Uh, mm-hmm. I think that he... this He I, kept the, the helmet mask rig for a little bit in WCW. Mm-hmm. He didn't have it at all in WWE. Yeah. No. Right, they couldn't mm-hmm. afford it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, yeah. It's uh, it's cool. It's definitely intimidating. It's a fun, uh, fun little twist on it. I like it. Right. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, <clears throat> next week. Stinger. Yeah, next. <laughs> my favorite Joey! part of that. <laughs> oh. oh man, it's time. 
<laughs> if Vader called me and said my name like that, that would be the highlight of my life. <laughs> but what's unfortunate is he'd ha- he'd say it another like four hundred times <laughs> while like a midget goes like it's time, it- it's time. Oh uh, man, I wish I wish Vader and Cheetah were my friends. <laughs> <laughs> One day, someday. Um, all right, great. Um, so up next, we've got a match: <laughs> Sting versus Vader from WCW Starcade 1992 for the King of Cable Trophy. The King of Cable trophy we all know every king of cable chronologically i'm sure right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah this is every the, king of i cable. think all of us Mary, who consider ourselves diehard fans can probably Mary maybe Sanders. name no others uh well for i think we all remember uh, there's there's uh there's billy the brawler direct tv he but but he was more of a satellite guy uh, uh, and then there like was that. uh and then what else we all, and then uh, and then we mem- remember I remember uh, Sting. It wasn't Sting or Vader, but I do remember that the um, that uh, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow briefly held the uh, Time Warner cable. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> the right, Time cool. Warner cable master of the Tri County. Yeah. Problem is now it's Spectrum. I mean, well, no, but this is 1993. For, Spectrum was for a long yeah. time. Hulk Hogan was the Betamax champion of Betamax. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, Joey. Sure. Earlier, I made fun of you for planning out your jokes, and man, uh, it really pays off <laughs> when you stories. write them down. <laughs> when you write them down, good job. Yeah, yeah. good job. Well, you're not. A, you're never. You'll never be a Time Warner Campbell champion, Stephen. That's so. true. That's true. Because they're now Spectrum. I don't know if you've heard Spectrum. that. But so, that's yeah. only their internet service. I, I don't want to. It's their cable too. We we really? actually just recently, Joey and I just recently upgraded for the first time. In so how about that forever. match, you guys? Okay, great. Let's talk about cable. Let's talk. Are we cutting to a clip of whatever yeah. this is? Yeah, let's cut to a clip let's of the match. World heavyweight champion, Harley Grace from the Rocky Mountains, weighing 450 pounds, Big Ben Jazz, it's time to go to war. He's a one-man army. Got a side it's Vader time. Well, you hold that trophy up with one hand. That's a heavy trophy, I'll tell you. One fall TV time remaining. Back to Gary. And ladies and gentlemen, his opponent from Venice Beach, California. It's important to note in this match they had both already wrestled as well. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. was uh, yeah, like they wrestled earlier in the night in sort of a, it was like the Battle Bowl. I think was the main event of this. Wait, had they already wrestled or were they about to wrestle? They had already they were wrestled have three matches, multiple matches over oh, the course. So of the they night. had already done one. They're doing this one, and, and then they're gonna both going to meet one. again in a main event with more people. Great, fun. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a busy night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Which yeah. again is a credit all... to it's a credit though to someone his size who has the conditioning to go through all three matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Death, Steve Williams, and Sting. Did a lethal lottery tag team match between Jushin Thunder Liger and Eric Watts and Big Van Vader and Dustin Rhodes defeated Kensuke Sasaki and the Barbarian, which means a lot to Steven. Yeah. Yeah. I got all, all tag That's team good. matches. That's good. That's good. Then they um, later went on to have this match against each other. Uh, 
My favorite part of this match uh, is just the ref. Uh, if you guys were having it on in the background, we always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch him, he repeatedly is like looking down and off to the side as if he's sad and thinking about something else. Like, uh, my wife left me. <laughs> like, I'm having a tough day. <laughs> That's a, a good match. A fun <laughs> note for Steven. Uh, Harley Race, Vader's manager. Uh, that's the gentleman I job shadowed. Yes, I remember yeah. Harley, Harley Race. Race. I remember Harley yeah. Race. I noticed that. Oh wait, that's the guy who we came up with. Yeah, uh, everything's connecting. Like in the suit, that's uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's Harley Race, handsome Harley Race. That referee yeah. is John Stossel, right? Looks like him, but John. he do, he does seem depressed. John yeah. Stossel, who was recently don't uh, tell lost his wife. Yeah, uh, yeah just sad. can't find her. She they were at the mall or whatever, and he was like, oh. "Where are you, honey?" That's oh, right. This is great. See, one of the things I love about Vader uh, too is. He, it's not John. He, he no sells, which means he makes the other person's offense look like it's doing nothing. Absolutely, but he never abuses it. By the end of the match, all of a sudden he's making the other guy look great, and yep. it, now it looks so much more damaging because at the start those same moves were doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, that's him showing great ring psychology. Right. Well, yeah, I think that he's a guy that like I feel like a lot of monsters sort of forget this, where it's like you they'll they're monsters up until they stop being booked as monsters. And then they bump for anybody. And like Vader's <laughs> right. a guy that like always knew that he was six foot five, four hundred and fifty pounds, and he wrestled like it. He wrestled like, oh, like a punch from Sting at the open of the match is gonna do nothing. Right. Like, He'll lose to anyone, but you had to earn it. Yeah, yeah. yeah people yeah, yeah, had totally, to earn totally. it. They had to they had to beat on him for a long time. Um something interesting about this match that I've noticed about like a lot of matches lately or about old school matches as compared to a lot of matches lately. I talked about this, I believe, in um I wanna say the Maddox episode that we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um where there's like a sloppiness to the moves that makes it seem more real. Yeah. Like, um, you know, not everything is like as crisp and rehearsed feeling. Like, Like, I feel like wrestling fans nowadays are very quick to call something a botch. Yep. Like, you know, if a Northern Lights suplex doesn't have a perfect bridge to it, they're like, oh, like Meltzer lose it half a star. (laughs) Right. Um, But like with this, like, you know, the fact that the moves weren't perfect, it just makes it feel like a real fight. Mm-hmm. And there's something great about that. Yeah, I agree. Like there's like a grittiness to it that like I think was more common in WCW than WWE, but like I appreciate it. <laughs> uh this is my favorite moment when uh Sting banged his chest and then this like skinny little future Columbine shooter did the same thing in the front <laughs> row. I was like, these guys are great. They just love it so much. Was he in a trench coat that <laughs> Yeah, he was backwards hat. He wow. looked real aggressive. Yeah. I loved him. There's a there's a another... That was Silent Bob, Steven. Based on young Silent Bob. That was just a silent Bob, my bad. Yeah, you, you sometimes you get those uh people like just in the front row who will kind of ruin a great match. Uh, one of the other ones, <laughs> and actually that's submitted. you, Steven. You're one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one I of get sorry. Seats. One of uh, if you get a chance uh, ever to watch uh, Vader versus Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, I want to say '96, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure on the date. That's somewhere around there. But uh, at one point in the match, they go ringside, uh, and this is after Vader's like beaten Shawn Michaels by disqualification, and they restarted the match because you couldn't win the belt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's gone long, long. It's like tensions high. It's supposed to be a high drama moment, and someone in the front row yells. Hit him with your fat ass. <laughs> and it's the only audible thing. And that just really takes you right out. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I love, uh, I th- I feel like, just a little quick aside, wrestling fans love yelling stuff. That's like, oh, yeah, we do. the only reason they go. Was was we, that fun for you when you went to NXT? It and was, Lucha Vavoom. Uh, that was, that's been all of my, I think Lucha Vavoom might have been the only one where I didn't feel like that was like the main thing. Was well, like Lucha Vavoom, I feel, is like, it's less hardcore wrestling fan, it's, yeah. and it's more like a show. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, NXT, they're almost not in tune to be able to do that. They don't know that. Yeah, yeah. This hot new young 
promotion that's in town. Have you guys heard of this? Have you seen this? Yeah, YSLW, YSLW Pro. Pro. Wow, oh, man, that that audience cannot stop yelling. All and, they do like, is yell and chant. I, like, like uh, I might have like heard the audio to it and just heard uh, people. Uh, everything else is inaudible except for the audience going like, "Fuck the gemstones!" Or like whatever. <laughs> yeah, <the> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and and they like love terrible. chanting YSLW Pro. Yeah. YSLW Pro. They never stop. Yeah, that's our that's our ECW chant. YSLW Pro. We nailed it. It's a lot of syllables. So you saw Sting miss the Stinger splash on the guardrail out oh, there. Oh, right. Yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. Oh. There is something, though. You know, it was really kind of cool and refreshing to watch, like, a very old school match like this. Does this I, yeah. I really enjoy feel better, like, or more realistic, or at least, like, more, uh, I guess, followable as a story than some of the other stuff you've seen? Yeah. You know, Can you see a narrative? No. Uh, <laughs> Did you listen to the announcers? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I was that's why I was saying I was confused. I did did you realize? Did you later. catch who the announcers were for this match? Uh, no, it was Jim Ross, good old uh, Jr. and um, and uh, Jesse, Jesse the, the Body, Body Ventura. Ventura. Yeah. Oh, actually, I did. I mean, pretty much, yeah. you know, right away when he's on commentary. I remember. I remember Jesse. <laughs> you know, right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I was just real quickly. It's like the story stuff's uh, almost never follow for me. So, uh, right. as a but story, they, but I, I feel like the announcers really spelled it out on this one. There's, yeah. a, there's like, no better like wrestling the, commentator the, storyteller than Jim Ross. Like, and also, like in really, punching himself, where he, Vader's punching himself out and mm-hmm. Sting's trying to rope a dope. Right. Well, like, up top right. of the match, like, they literally say Sting's strategy for this match is to keep moving because eventually a 450 pound man is going to get tired. Right. Yeah. And then they regularly, say oh like vader's trying to get him to come in like oh vader pushed him down he's trying to get sting to face him right mm-hmm. sting also, d- yeah, like sting does and then like that leads to sting almost losing the match right look at, look at vader getting frustrated by his uh, small mistakes and that makes him sloppier in the match like which- so that didn't make hearing that did not make sense to you uh yeah I guess uh, I guess I wasn't tuned in enough to catch it because no. to me there is that, that's like hearing thing. them so they regularly re- referenced rope dope in the alley like I fight said, I just I don't think I was you just tuned didn't in enough you don't know it. what rope dope is I don't think I was tuned in enough to hear mm-hmm. it I just was like yeah they're wrestling I get it and I'm wrestling's watching. defense I mean you couldn't follow the plot of Titanic if you weren't really watching the movie uh, nobody yeah that's true that. and that's, that's another true. thing that I <laughs> yeah. thought was refreshing about the old schooliness of this is that they're in modern wrestling there's all these shades of gray and there's all this shit they're trying to do there's all this distraction there's 90 stories being told and in this it was just like it was nice to see a very clear cut uh small guy versus big monster that's the story how does he defeat the big guy and i know that you you get rather bored with that but his forearms are great oh yeah it's great no i mean i but it's just so uh... clear cut to me it was like i i know what this is well, yeah, and that's yeah. something that I th- I really love in wrestling is when they there's a very clear story to it, and like the match sort of like it's like there's a very clear story to it, and either Sting is going to succeed or not succeed based mm-hmm. on that story. And right. in this match, he did succeed based on that story. Like I th- I like I love matches that are painted in such a way that it's like okay, Callisto versus Ryback. You know that Callisto's not going to overpower him. Like, speed, I guess, is his strategy. And you can right. sort of follow that as, like, this is a way that Callisto could win this match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, to the point uh, that had been made a lot early on about uh, the predictability, especially in some of these older matches, uh, a great thing about the series between Staten and Vader is they traded wins over each other back and forth. Right. Uh, so you you would go in knowing, oh, they're both one up. I don't know who's going to win this next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, like, like right here, he's literally doing the Ali uh, Foreman rope a dope thing. 
calling him in for more, blocking his best, and just trying to take it. Which I yeah. feel like for some yeah. reason, like and modern the punches get slower and slower. A lot of yeah. like fans and people of modern wrestling get really pissed off at like all these back and forth like matches, like these programs that people work with each other. A lot of 50-50 booking, a lot of people going back and forth, wins and wins and wins and wins. People like get people's attention spans are so terrible now that it's like if people have more than like two or three matches with each other, they're like upset. It's like just let the pro I mean, I know that you can't have the same damn match every time, but let programs be told. Like even when people used to be back, these are people who used to be involved or who used to be fans of like the attitude era and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were still doing match after match after match, week after week. However, I do understand that they were finding different ways to tell those stories, different types of matches, bringing in outside people without making it the same thing every week. I do know that sometimes they fall into the repetitiveness these days. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, Nick, I get, I get what you're talking about. I think that the issue is, an example would be like a few years ago when Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston wrestled 70 times in right. one year. Or like, do and we like, need to see John Cena and Randy Orton again? I mean, stuff yeah, like that. I, mean, I get I, it. I think that like, it's if it feels planned, then it's great. Mm-hmm. If it's like the storyline of like... Sting is not a guy that you'd think should be able to beat Vader. Yeah, that move yeah. right there though. I want to know what Steven thought about that. The the power slam to end the match. Yeah, uh, Vader coming off just to see mm-hmm. someone that size. Because I mean, we are we are talking practically. You know, it's it of course it's uh, a thing where they're working together. Sure, so Vader's mostly in control of that, but still, for him to do that, yeah, and then be right back up. That to me, that's incredibly impressive. Yeah, he had a big guy falling like that on his back from the top rope. I mean, geez, yeah, I, I uh, agree. I mean, that's the uh, you know, I would never. Uh, out of all of this, I think that's the the most redeeming and impressive thing about Vader is like he's obviously credi- incredibly athletic. Uh, we'll get to some stuff later where he's doing moonsaults uh, is the thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah um, just like holy shit, that's an impressive dude. And like to Vader's defense in this match, the referee's three count was very fast. Yeah, it was a fast <laughs> count. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that that I hope that that referee got like a talking to because like you know you can't do that. Mm-hmm. No. No, he, he ruined Vader yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Ted Turner gave him a mean talk because mm-hmm. um, he's a cable chairman. But uh, I'm the king of cable. Come here for a second. Let me tell you something. He's like, <laughs> I, I'll hold the trophy. I'm yeah, the king of trophy cable. belongs to me. Um, but like, but yeah, it's something that I was talking about a second ago. Is like, I feel like there's a built-in storyline of like Vader and Sting trading wins. Yeah, like and they're such different wrestlers, and you'd think that just based on looking at them, that Vader would be able to take them on. So them having like an even program is like an interesting way to elevate both of them. It's similar to like The Rock and Mankind from the late '90s. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, oh, like one of them should very clearly be able to dominate the other, but the fact that they're trading wins and they're like, it's like. They're coming from such incredibly different schools, but they're somehow still equals. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like a storyline. That's not Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler wrestling for 70 weeks in a row. Right. They just it's need the same match TV because play. we need to fill time. It's, it's one, also one of those opposites attract kind of things, kind of going back to the old, you know, Westerns of the white hat versus the black hat. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get these two guys confused. They're, they're very, very different. Right. Which then lends it to interesting matches because they're both going to be doing very different offense. It's not like some matches you'll see now where it's people, or I guess especially like what was it the like early two thousands where it was just guys with short hair and tights who were white and jacked wrestling each other and sure. really had no idea who was who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I buy that. Uh, hey, I'm pretty sure if you're watching Rene Dupree take on Sean Stasiak, you're going to be able to tell him apart. Sorry, uh, that was Mark Jindrak. Mark Jindrak's the other one. Yeah, yeah, he's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, a triple threat between those three. Mm. So I guess um, let's everybody, uh, let's maybe have some like final thoughts on this match, and then we'll get uh, on to the next clip. Uh, I thought this was good. Yeah, like I said, just because of like clarity 
it, I just I, it was refreshing to be like, oh, yeah, not a bunch of bullshit. One, Stephen, like I uh, plead with you, definitely like pay attention to like uh, like commentating is important for matches. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's like exactly what Jason was saying, where it's like watching Titanic without the sound on and then being like, I don't get what this ship is called. As I said, know. especially when it's JR, there's just nobody better at telling the story and calling the moves and just presenting it clearly to you with emotion than Jim Ross. There's just nobody better. Well, okay, so fine. Let me push back on this a little bit. Then, Please. I'm getting beat up on it. <laughs> uh this is okay. You're like, I hear you that there's obviously like the commentary is important, but also at a certain point, they're just doing the same shit. Like you can kind like you said, they laid it out. It's a guy, a big guy who's uh, big and strong and a little guy who needs to figure out a way to beat him. Like, so the, the subtlety and nuance there, like, honestly, you guys try to like when you guys talk about it as a story, I'm like, it's not a story. There's not a lot that can happen. Well, there's there's a very limited set of things. There's like a guy going in. There's, you know, a handful of moves they can do and then a win or a loss. Like, I don't need I don't need to, you know, put my full attention into it like I would need to like, you know, a Game of Thrones. Uh, and that's and I think that's why, like, I it just doesn't work for me as a story thing. Why do you not flat. need to put your full attention into it? Because there's not a lot to it. There's just not a lot to the story of it. Like I, you're saying it's a rope dope or whatever. And it's like, yeah, cool. Uh, that's what it is. Well, I think the difference is if, if you're reading Game of Thrones, uh, just like you're not, when you say there's nothing to it, you're not talking about the words. You're talking about the potential narrative options for the characters and the strategies that they can take to achieve their goals. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a limited there to me as a like I said, a non-sophisticated mm-hmm. wrestling fan. I can only so that a big move and, you know, whatever. They all kind of look the same. It doesn't it, nothing. That, you know, hmm, yeah, that makes sense, because it's a, as you watch more matches. Uh, hopefully it maybe stands out a little bit more than when the first the podcast first started but you will start to see things where uh, almost to the point exactly Sting was doing some of the exact same maneuvers to Vader later in the match that he was at the beginning mm-hmm. but because now Vader was starting to get winded was right. tired and Sting's conditioning is built to be so superb right. all of a sudden now they're doing a lot of damage so right. you're seeing this strategy pay off and where it is it it's nuanced which I'm not trying to say to elevate it I'm just trying to say because it's a subtle shift mm-hmm. but because it's it's not a book where you can say so with so many words and pages you have to tell this story to the people in the back row it's just these big gestures right which can come across as hokey i certainly get that yeah but i think it's still there what i'm gathering from steven is that all of that tracks and he totally gets it it's just not enough for you to care no i mean yeah it's like uh, it's uh i guess that's fair it's just uh, that's one way to put it i just think it's like you're you're like oh do, you didn't hear him say that thing and i'm like no like you know, at a certain point, I just don't throw in all of my energy into focusing on something because it's like, mm. I get it. I so get it. Uh, we watch these matches and I'm like, you know, like it'd be the same thing to me. OK, like later we're going to watch a, a compilation of Big Van Vader doing moonsaults. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that is a minute and 40 long, 40 minute or 40 second long video. I watched like three or four. And I think you guys probably did the same thing because you're like, it's the same thing. Well, I had to run right. out the door, but right, sure. right, right. <laughs> but, but like, right, right, like you guys watch it. And you're like, yeah, that's he's doing this like I a dick. It. You seen one. You seen them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there is I did thing. watch all of them twice, but I'm a ridiculous <laughs> Vader fan. So yeah, I mean, I, I watched. I, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Jason watched it twice. <laughs> you weren't doing anything else. You didn't. Fo- you just were locked in yeah. staring at it for a minute and 40 seconds. Sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay, <laughs> you just yeah. you can't you just can't make yourself do it. Yeah, huh? I don't know. I guess I could. Like I wouldn't do it. Like I, I, it's if it's if it was a book and they repeated the same like for a sentence over and over again for like a page to make a point, I would like see it and I'd be like, I get it. I'm putting uh, on the, I'm putting on the moon salts right now. But I guess no, no, no. I want to like right I still want to talk about this match a little bit. Yeah. So you so you say that you 
you say that you get it. You say that you watch it and you don't even need to pay attention. You get it. And yet when I explained the story to you, you were like, what? I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Well, hold, no, so like, ex- on, so explain to me that. Okay, so you're saying uh, you're you said like, no, like if we like you know if we I, go I, back to listen to it, respond for let him respond. Sake. Let's let him. Respond. Yeah, ask me to say stuff. Just let me respond. Okay, so you said. What do you think about? This? <laughs> go know. ahead, go ahead. So if it, you're saying it's like you didn't you ask, did you see the story of the rope? Did you catch that? I'm like, yeah, like it's going it's going on, but it's like you know it's like did you you ask me do you get the story of it? And I, I go no because. As far as I'm concerned, there is no story. The, to me, a story is much more than just like a guy and another guy and then a tactic. That's not a story. That's a thing that happened. It's just a thing that happened. It's not a, a tactic story. to defeat the other guy. Yeah, but that's still not a story. Like well, that's, it, that's movie, pretty much the only if was, story. If it, it, no, it's not a story. It's a thing that would happen in a movie. It'd be like you wouldn't watch a movie of this because it's not a story. It's a little thing that happens. So I don't buy the word story there. And I'm sorry if I. I'm like quibbling on it or whatever, but you're like, do you get the story of it? I'm like, absolutely not. The story to me would include backstory and consequences to the win or loss of this match. That would be a story. I'm, this is just a thing that happens. I want to jump go. in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on your side here because I think it's just a fundamental difference of, of semantics at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think for us, what we're considering a story is a uh, protagonist has goal and must overcome obstacle to achieve. And right. like that is all the story is to us. Yeah, that sounds complete to me. I get that's a superhero movie, and so but I get at the same time. At the same time, at the same time, I get how you could say that's you know archaic. Back to that's what cavemen listen to, and you want to be more sophisticated than that. That's cavemen are huge fans of this podcast, yeah. by the way. That's fair. That's I. I, I doesn't it, things can be more nuanced, more complicated, more uh, sophisticated. But I do think it still absolutely is a narrative. It's just one that's so simple, you don't care for it. I'm saying I don't I, I again I'm just fundamentally disagreeing on what a story is on that. So like to me a story needs to start from a place of normalcy and have a goal that has an mm-hmm. out an effect on things okay. and I want things to change over the course of the story. So without a, there's no place of normalcy in this. There's no um setup a, a goal a want other than to win the match. Uh if if Captain America was uh, Captain America shows up and then I got to beat the Red Skull. That was the whole movie. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? This isn't anything. It has no consequence. It has no impact on anything. It's not a story. Um, did you see uh, the raid or the raid, the raid redemption? I mean, uh, no, I didn't. But I'm familiar with the isn't that the one that just go up like a it's basically building or whatever it's basically 30 seconds of setup followed by two hours of trying to invade a building mm-hmm. yeah. followed by 30 seconds of resolution. Yeah, oh. I mean, you can find anything on the outside of it's what just you call an excuse a story. For violence. I just say like, yeah, yeah that's not uh, nobody says that's a great story. I don't I do. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, uh, yeah, that's a fine. Have you seen Saw's it. one through seven? <laughs> Even that, it has more of a story to it. Actually, Even it's got too much story. It's got to be a lot fair, of a story Saw's got too. Much I hear you. Whatever. This is a, all a semantic debate. You asked me if I saw a story. I didn't see a story because I don't think this is a story happening. Okay. Do I see a? Do I see a thing happening? And there's a tactic to it. Sure, of course. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. But I think that, like, I mean, I think anything could be a story. I've like, I like, I do storytelling sometimes. I told a story about me buying and trying Soylent, and it's mm-hmm. like that's literally just like. 
I was lazy, so and I don't really know how to make prepare food very well, so I tried Soylent, and it was weird, and it made me think about how I should learn how to prepare meals for myself. I made a cheese sandwich last night. Story. Well, again, again. But no, but there's like, no, no, but I'm there's, saying that's a story. But that's my like, story. But there's like, what was the emotional, you know, it's like there's, that can happen, and then there's like stuff that's hopefully described by commentators of why something right. is no, important. You're 100% right. I'm, 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 I'm on board with you. I, I think it's, I think it is a semantic thing. I think the problem with it, and when you're getting into art and stuff that's objective or whatever, is that we're putting qualifiers on them that we're happy to fulfill, but those qualifiers don't mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. for you or, make, or yeah. bring you to a point of satisfaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Therefore, the whole argument isn't really going to be reflective of anything because we could prove it by those yeah. qualifiers all day. That's, but yeah. but that's it's irrelevant to to what you consider a story to be. So sure. Well, I think as wrestling as as wrestling fans, we've just taken on the idea that (laughs) the in-ring storytelling A versus B equals whatever is that's a story to us, and you just you just that's a thing that you haven't been able to buy. This whole podcast, and I think that there is something there is something to like a match is there uh, to me. Yes, there is a story within a match. We can talk about that all day. Yep. But I think that like a way that would maybe make more sense to Steven is that a match is sort of also a story beat within a greater story. So yes. this is the yes. story of Sting's I, career, the story agree. of Vader's mm-hmm. career or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's like this isn't like this isn't the whole movie. This is the fight scene between Red Skull and Captain America right. in the Captain America movie. Right. A note to I everyone listening that. with enough patience and uh, talking <laughs> through, we can come to wonderful resolutions. And yeah. Joey and Steven are hugging right now. That is ultimately what matches are. They are like the matches in themselves we describe as like these micro singular stories. Mm-hmm. Overall, in the course of like feuds and story yeah, like lines a feud is a story. that they tell. Yeah. Story lines that they tell. And I know that sometimes we talk about angles versus stories too and in a way that is the angle it's it's a, a small guy versus a big guy i get that but it's still an in it's still a one singular story within a match but yeah we're, we can argue about this forever all right great so now let's cut to some clips of vader doing some moonsaults Woo! it's time it's time it's vader So that's really impressive. Yeah, I yeah, just I, I just agree. watched them all. I did just watch them all. All yeah. very cool. His moonsault has such a level of impact to it that I love because he's big. Well, and the yeah. thing I would like to do real quick. I don't know how long this would take. If it's not feasible, that's fine. Is to but give can, Stephen a moonsault. No, can, well, yeah, <laughs> I my three hundred and thirty pound self is going to give Stephen a moonsault. Uh, if oh. you could pull up Bam Bam Bigelow's moonsault, so he can see what another big man looks like doing it, and how mm-hmm. I, all respect to Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, but. Uh, he went sideways. He, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't do it like Vader does. Vader goes the full back. Yeah, Vader does a backflip. Mm-hmm. And if you just watch uh, Bigelow's moonsault here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, That's yeah. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Can uh, Jennifer Garner do a moonsault? This episode of You Should Love Wrestling is brought to you by Capital One Venture Card. Can you believe that Steven hasn't installed Adblocker Pro yet on his computer? Adblocker Pro. Get it to block all your ads professionally. Uh yeah, I still am against AdBlocker Pro. I installed it after you complained about it, and then I hated it because so many websites didn't work with it. And it was like, would you turn off AdBlocker? You just Pro? turn on exceptions, and it works. It's uh, it was so annoying. Oh, that's absurd! Deal. I can't believe couldn't you would deal. even sit there and watch I can't a five find second Bam Bigelow. Can you find it or what? His let me. I'll look. Let's talk. Whatever. You talk. I'll look. This no, is a very riveting section of the podcast where we just talk. About this is just like shit that we argue about like normally when we're not recording. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think that. Vader's moonsault, there's a level of like his moonsault, lo- like 
There are some wrestlers. I think top. I think often smaller wrestlers where. Like their moon salt does it like it looks like very beautiful, but not like we found a still of it. But even in that still, uh, you can see how he's going sideways. Yeah. How his, he throws his legs off to the side, whereas yeah. again, right. Peter Fuck. does yeah. the full moon salt. Fuck you, Bam Bam. Well, uh, R.I.P. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Oh, so bad. All right, I can't. Find we can't it. find it. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, yeah, I look forward it. to the episode about Bam Bam Bigelow versus LT at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to suggest it. One. Will it be you, listeners? <laughs> oh, anything can happen. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I would never. I'm not detracting from obviously, like this is uh, impressive to do, for, especially for a man of this his size. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow does it wrong, then even more so. Um, One more thing I want to get uh, your opinion on hmm. uh, on this, because I was doing a bit more research and I listened to a, a shoot interview with Vader. Uh, they were one of the guys was That's talking shoot. to him, discovering that uh, about the moon salt. And Vader was like, yeah, I saw it being done. And I had a trampoline that I installed a ground level for me and my son to play around uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. And we were just goofing off. And then I thought, you know what? Uh, on these bounces, I'm getting pretty high. I bet I could do one. He did a backflip. I was like. Okay, I can do another one. I'm going to do a moonsault. So we talked to another wrestler named Davy Boy Smith, also known as the British Bulldog, mm-hmm. who was notorious for like pranking people. So I guess he wanted to give him a hard time, and just like, hey, uh, I can do a moonsault. Can I do it in the match? And uh, Bulldog's like, show me. Vader does one, like not onto anyone, just like into the ring. Yeah, and he goes okay, and then Vader does it to him without ever trying it on a bag or anything. He just. Yeah. This 450-pound man just decided, I'm going to try this. Yeah. And this other guy goes, okay, land on me. That's I love wrestling. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I mean, anybody doing a moonsault on you is you got to brace for impact. And I understand that everybody's trained, but that's still, that's a lot like to be like, all right, 400 pound man, go ahead and get up there and I'll wait for you to come crashing down on me while doing a backflip. That's terrifying. Something that a lot of old school wrestlers complain about it. And I think it's like, it's something that we'll get to a little bit later with the will talking about the Will Osprey match is um, like uh, older wrestlers will see newer wrestling moves and complain that could never be used in a match. That's not a real, you know, that's like not a real means to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. I remember in classy Freddie Blassie's biography, uh, older wrestlers would often really freak out about the concept of like a drop kick being used in the match. Cause you wouldn't give somebody a drop kick in like a fight. Right. And, um, like, uh, Vader's moonsault looks like it would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like Vader's moonsault. That looks to me like something that a crazy huge dude, could do in a fight to murder a man Mm -hmm. like that's a move that like you know like for him it seems like a legitimate fighting technique and not him trying to impress the audience with his athleticism sure right Mm -hmm. and i think that that's definitely like a credit to vader's ability and like a credit to like him being like i was saying just like a nexus between new and old school Mm -hmm. that is great and it's cool to see and it's very impressive in uh, another match against rick flair he actually does a moonsault and flair rolls out of the way and this 450-pound man lands in a three-point stance. He actually sticks the landing <laughs> with uh, his feet in one hand, mm-hmm. which is even, to me, more impressive. Sure. That, that didn't just blow out every joint in his yeah, body. Yeah, just like didn't explode. <laughs> He's just, he is incredibly powerful and incredibly agile, and it's just remarkable. So it's so much fun to watch him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I like it. Uh, great. So um, speaking of uh, Vader being a protector of kayfabe, um, the next clip that we're going to talk about is Vader versus the Kuwaiti News. Uh, in the mid-90s, um, the WWE, uh, they did a tour of Kuwait. Um, the Undertaker and Vader were guests on a talk show. 
the talk show host very uh you know very probably falsely asked if wrestling was real yep and uh the undertaker kind of gave him a stern talking to about it and vader didn't didn't do any of that vader just grabbed him by his collar and shoved over shoved him over a table yep. and threatened him Vader was locked in a dungeon for three days for that. It's against the law to attack members of the media. He was legitimately jailed for doing that. But in that a guy, dungeon. Yeah, like legit a dungeon. Um, That's a shoot. That not, guy, not the dungeon of doom, no. an actual dungeon. And I'm, sure. all, and I'm partially basing this on a weekly world news version of the article. So maybe it wasn't a real mm-hmm. dungeon. Maybe it was a nice jail. I don't know. Um, but like he was genuinely in jail for like three days for that. But that guy's never going to question if wrestling is real or not. Also, he did uh, refer to The Undertaker as his esteemed colleague. Yes, he did. Everybody respects The Undertaker. Let's go to that quick clip of the uh, the Kuwaiti News interview. Is it just for the wrestling shows that... Excuse uh, me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry, yeah. You gave him a chance to respond to that question. This is the question I'm going to ask you now. I'd like to respond to the same question. Okay, please, go ahead. Well, my astute colleague, the heavyweight champion of the world, very diplomatic individual, I'm perhaps not quite so diplomatic in fact i find your your question and uh your remarks insulting to what i do physically no man can do what i do in the ring if they could why wouldn't they be out there making the type of money we make enjoy the type of fame and lifestyle that we enjoy so i find your remark and your question insulting it's not my question. It's somebody who... Oh. Does that fucking feel fake, huh? Does that feel fake? Does it? Oh, no, no. Just Why don't you come down tonight, and before I kick his ass, I'll kick your ass. Okay. All, All right. right? Just calm down. Don't. Hey, we're not here to be insulted. I'm not here to be insulted. Okay. All right, Stephen, what did you think of that? Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing better than attacking a member of the media uh, to prove that your career is valid. Uh, I love, love that he that. just says, Does that fucking feel fake? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, weird, weird moment. I, weird thing. I also got to stress, though, at the same time, it's such a kayfabe attack in that he did nothing to genuinely totally hurt the is. man. No, no, he did everything he could to scare the All living daylights out of the man. Yeah. And so it's it's like kudos to I'm not saying what he was doing was right, yep. but the way he handled it showed that he completely knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Joey. Joey said earlier that he pushed him over a table. That's not accurate. Uh, he did not push. Well, him over I mean, sorry, flipped I, over I, I flipped my words. He flipped yeah. a table and yeah, pushed yeah, yeah. and grabbed the guy's collar. No, yeah, so yeah, yeah. But he like grabbed Joey the guy's calling collar. it a dungeon. He really did spend some time in jail in mm-hmm. Kuwait for doing that. Yeah, I, 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 sure. I buy that. Uh, yeah, it was a it's a very uh, weird thing to see. Um, you gotta like uh, just an aggressive uh, conflict like this. <laughs> yeah, like that I, looks. Mm-hmm. That guy's I, really afraid. Yeah. I do appreciate how professionally the reporter handled it in trying and to the Undertaker. Out, oh, Undertaker's chill. He just. Oh, yeah, I love the under, I love the Undertaker's wearing sunglasses during this interview. Yeah, yeah. well, it's a very bright like, studio. I'm not so diplomatic. Yeah, this report. This reporter is hilarious. He's like kind of. He kind of looks around. He's like, is anybody gonna help? Please nope. help. Nobody's gonna help me. He's like, all right, why don't uh, you go ahead and sit down? It's fine. Everything you gotta sit down. He's like holding. He's like fine. And then he like straightens out his tie. He's like, well, I gotta look good for camera. <laughs> hey, yeah. Vader even puts the table back. He even like he knocked it over and he even puts the table back. Yeah, Vader's a, Vader's a saint. Yeah, he's a great dude. But I'm, I'm in. We're leaving the fern on the ground. Fuck yeah, the no, fern. fuck the fern. You can't do everything. I mean, Christ, gotta keep Christ. But I love like I don't know like it's crazy to me that Vader is a keeper of kayfabe in a time when 
the guy next to him is a wrestling zombie, and Vader is billed as like living in the Rocky Mountains. How, it is kind of funny. Undertaker had to throw out when my children of the night come to see the show. Yeah, yeah. and it is kind of funny because this was 1997, so Undertaker had really not ever been like American badass or biker, or big evil taker. He yeah. really was still full on dead man. Yeah. He was a mortician in his yeah. free time. Yeah, yeah. So huh. yeah. yeah, it's interesting that he's like only about half. Of the way there, invaders like fuck you. Yeah, I'm all in, baby. I it's well, like, yeah, but it. like, I, yeah, like totally protects. There's it. something that's like, you know, uh, if somebody walked up to Chris Pratt and said, like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy's fake, right? Chris Pratt's just gonna say like. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's I know, movie. dude. Like, whereas there's not a version of that where he decks the guy who asked him that. It's similar. You think to- I've never been to space? <laughs> well, that's the- good. I think that's good that Chris well, Pratt no, I- is in decking people. Well, the, the, <laughs> more, more so to the level of control that he showed. And one of the things that I, that I like, the showmanship that was involved in that, more, it was more showmanship than assault again. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. have other wrestlers. I can't remember the guy's name, but the, the dude who just punched the guy from 2020. Uh, Big John Studd. Yeah, that, see, that... That was going even, too far. When even Hulk Hogan, like you know, basically like gave a guy a concussion, like yeah. right before the first WrestleMania for it. Yep. But see, yeah, that's see, and to me, that stuff is that's taking it too far. Whereas this, it was just a hundred percent guerrilla theatrics. I know mm-hmm. we, I won't get into the is wrestling theater thing, but in this sense, it was just this kind of you know sideshow. I'm going to get in your face and make you buy what I'm selling. And well, I yeah. love that. And there's what also think, a level of Undertaker's thinking when his like his buddies like grabbing some dude I by the tie. Undertaker's just like, oh man. He's, th- he's, <laughs> he's th- just he's like, thinking he's about what thinking. he's gonna have for dinner. He's, he's just thinking sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Oh, everything that's you? wonderful and <laughs> he's thinking of his children of the night. Uh, um fuck. But uh well like I mean, the way that I kind of think of like the kayfabe thing a lot, I, I think that's it's on some level theatrics, like Jason's saying, it's on some level like I'm selling tickets to, you know, the show that's tonight or whatever. But like something that Nick sort of mentioned kind of like as a side joke is like when Buzz Aldrin was confronted by that guy that said that you didn't really go to the moon and Buzz Aldrin, who is probably 65 at the time, knocked him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like to Buzz Aldrin friends of buzz aldrin's died so that he could do that right so this guy saying you didn't really go to the moon was sort of discounting the life's work of a lot of people right and i think that that's like on some level comparable to what vader's doing there the societal achievements may not be there but the passionate work and life's work that people put in is certainly there. yeah it's like he's had friends that have probably been paralyzed you know it's like you know it's is it like if you talk to draws is it fake like you know like I mean, okay, fine. By I'll the way, I do, I, I do want to correct. Well, on, I do want to correct. It was not Big John Studd. It was David Schultz. My yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of two different people. Go no, ahead. No, no, I, I wanted to let you get. I your just, point I out can't be wrong. Yeah, it sounded like it was going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I correct myself. I mean, real quick, you have to admit that is. This is what 1993. You said uh, 1996 or 1997. 96 or 97. Okay, uh, and this is in Kuwait. Uh, that's not an entirely unreasonable question. Like, it's not like he was like, hey, your whole fucking career is stupid and fake. Uh, he just asked if it's fake. He just asked. Like, that's fine. That's good information for the people who would want to go see it. And, you know, like, I, I think I, I totally get that, like, how you could take it that way. And I understand the protecting kayfabe or whatever. But it's like it's a new show and a country that I bet does not have quite the same wrestling community that the U.S. does. Like, it's not a crazy question but even so good for vader for doing his thing yeah sure. even so that makes right. his response all the better because he took it as far as you could without going too far maybe three days in jail too far yeah. but i guarantee you that show was probably sold out 
Mm-hmm, yeah. That's after people saw that and went, oh, oh, this is okay. I want to go see this. Yeah. They watched some guy like, like oh, fuck. Yeah. This crazy mm-hmm. giant man. We got to go see what he does. Like, I, I will concede, and I will agree with you that, like, yeah, like that guy probably, you know, that would be rude to say, like, oh, is, are you a real cop or whatever? It <laughs> pro- like, it, maybe it was on some level of, like, it's just, it was an earnest question and not a judging question. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there are some people that say, like, duh, wrestling is fake, that, like, mean it as a means to diminish an entire sure. livelihood. Yeah. For yeah, groups yeah, yeah. of people, and maybe this guy didn't mean it that way. I don't. I, I. I. I have no idea. But I bet he just doesn't know enough about wrestling to have some strong preconceived notions. Yeah, to like a cast harsh judgment. He literally on knew it. almost nothing. He's, he's like, like, why like, is this he, happening? He's like, I've heard it's fake. Is it fake? And then all of a sudden, he's being grabbed. He's like, I don't know. This, I don't understand this sport. Right. Had, we had a baseball player come last month, and he was so nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I could. Uh, I, I think that's within the realm of possibility that it was an earnest question because, like, I. Feel I feel like sometimes I'll I'll have dumb questions like that where it's just like if yeah. I talk to a stunt man just like oh did you really get set on fire yeah and it's like you <laughs> yeah. know like you fucking idiot. and then he sets and me on fire, you on fire? <laughs> yeah is it really yeah just <laughs> feel fucking fake but there's is also fire cold you gotta but, call this a controlled burn <laughs> but there's a, for, with wrestlers it's like there are more people that are like making fun of wrestling I agree then there are people that are earnestly like, oh, just out of curiosity. No, no, I just I agree. I wanted to I wanted to put us all in everybody's mind. I wanted yeah. to get I wanted to get an Undertaker's mind for a minute, and I wanted to get in that Porter's <laughs> mind for sure. just a minute of just like, oh fuck, that was fun. I could. That I don't know move. who I cared like less, the cameraman or the Undertaker. Uh, yeah. I also like he looks around the gaffer. There's no nobody comes. There's at least a few cameras going. I want like I wonder is there any staff there at all? Like how run is this this new show? You know like, he put like he hit record and then went yeah. sat in the chair. <laughs> is that what it is? And go. <laughs> I mean he's looking around and it's just like the twenty that eighteen year old PA was just like I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, sir. Yeah, it's like I'm getting internship credit for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah. Like, um, I love I, uh, great. So yeah, I, I love that clip. Vader, you're great. Um, so uh, up next, we showed clip Vader on Boy Meets World. Vader was um, a he was a recurring character on the '90s sitcom Boy Meets World as the father of um, the um, the character Frankie Stacchino, mm-hmm. and um, he was he wasn't like he wasn't like putting on a character. He just was Vader, right. like, like mask and everything. Yeah. And the clip that we showed Steven was of course a wrestling episode where uh, I forget the boy means world characters names. I know Topanga and that's it. Um, I never, I never, Topanga. I never watched uh, boy meets world, but this does have one of the things that uh, drove me the most crazy as a kid, which was that weird crossover confusion of mm-hmm. what wrestling is in high school and pro wrestling. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I was one of those kids who joined my high school wrestling team. Like, this is this is this is going to be a ring, right? Yeah. Wait, what? My what favorite character on Boy Meets World was Ryder Strong's middle part haircut. He's uh, my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, so the premise of the, I'm not sure the premise of this scene, at least, was the main character. I don't know, like Bobby or whatever. Corey. Uh, yeah, Cor- the main yeah, character, yeah. Corey, Boy. was Boy. in a tag team with his best friend. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it was vader's kid vader's kid and then there but like it's it's but it's very like I mean, yeah. it's very loose on the rules of wrestling and that anybody can get tagged in at any point yeah a yeah. grown man can wrestle but then we find out that the toughest one of them all is mr feeney yeah let's uh, go to the clip son you're taking too long give daddy a tag <laughs> Jumped mine. 
the Matthews boy down. Come over here and say that. Okay, so um, as we saw, like Corey gets tagged out, Vader gets tagged in, mm-hmm. Corey and Vader face off. Uh, for a second, just based on the Kuwaiti news clip, I really wanted Vader to just shoot on him to protect the business. <laughs> just, right. Yeah. Spread staff. Just yeah. Do a moonsault right onto him. Yeah. yeah. Just like he just like rips Mr. Feeney's head off. Mr. Feeney was was also Vader's like Vader's principal teacher. teacher yeah. yeah. And, and he very spryly leapt over the top rope. Yeah. That was cool. In a Fandango-esque yeah. way. I, Corey's got some pretty sick moves. He, Guys, this was. I've, I've, Is that new metal Ethan Suppley? I think yeah. so. Is that him? That's, That's Vader's new son, metal, new, new metal, metal Ethan Sumpley. What is that? What are you talking about? New metal Ethan Sumpley. It's Supley. just some metal lead singer of a 90s band. No, it's not, no he's an actor. No, he's an oh, actor. It's, it's an actor oh. from uh, some Kevin Smith things and but Butterfly Effect. But this is back effect. before he lost all the weight, and he was like very new metal back in the day. Oh, yeah, Butterfly yeah, yeah. Effect was hair. before he lost the weight. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. Also, Butterfly, Butterfly Effect, effect was a, uh, not a good movie. Uh, good, thanks, Nick. Uh, it's a piece of shit, Stephen. Oh, wow. My Okay, so I don't like watching wrestling. Uh, and I didn't think it could possibly get worse until I watched whatever this wrestling match is. Uh, this is embarrassing on all levels. You don't like uh, a, a man defeating a grown man threatening a child with no. the power of words? I wish. It, oh, God. I wish that was the thing that bothered me about it. It's like watching this like little fucking preteens sure. do moves and then like flex and stuff. Like, look how, look at that kick. Look at that kick. Watch this. Uh, yeah, that's oh, hard. That, that's this was the worst acting that's I've impressive. ever seen. That's ever. impressive. I would say, yeah. Wait, so you're saying this television acting yes. by actors <laughs> is worse than uh, some of the pro wrestlers acting? It's a Disney in match- show for kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you, if you want, if this you want to count on, that as a win, fine. This was I, on, I'll take it. This was on ABC. Uh, uh, ABC I thought Ben Savage had some pretty good thing. moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's totally the same thing. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, this was really rough to watch and made me yeah. so sad. Like a Vader coming in. Yeah, uh, when, when Vader picks up. Fred Savage and has him in military press. I, ben second, Savage. Or Ben Savage. For a second, I thought that he was going to drop him into a really sweet spine buster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Him up. I thought right here when he goes to put him over his shoulder, I thought he was just going to like swing and slam him to the ground, yeah. which would be so sweet. <laughs> like the big reveal that uh, this large hops man's right name is Leslie, often considered to be a girl's name. Yes. And therefore... Worthy of great shame. I love yeah, that. sure, of course. I love the nineties. <laughs> Feeney wearing one hell of a shawl cardigan. Yeah, he let. Damn, him. that is a shawl cardigan right there. I think this would have been much better if Vader dropped the kid and just power bombed Mister Feeney. Oh, <laughs> I would have. I was hoping. Yeah, yeah, just shoot like shoots on him, take the business. Let, was, the, let the adult a... man sacrifice himself for the children. Yeah. and Vader win. I wasn't a huge fan of Boy Meets World per se. I didn't really watch it like regularly. I had a lot of friends who loved it, but I, I did remember Vader being on, and I do remember like watching this back in the day uh even well, though we'll i have to see if the, really they can get him show. a cameo on girl meets world oh that would be sweet that's right yeah fingers crossed that's fingers right. crossed um but yeah something that i think is really interesting about uh specifically like vader, vader on boy meets world is like he he's a guy that like for all of his accomplishments he's not on a name to the level of a hulk hogan or a macho man. He's not like he's a fan that wrestling. He's, he's among wrestling fans. He's a, right. among wrestling. He's a, he's a fan. That, he's a wrestler that wrestling fans know, but not a wrestler that has hosted SNL, for example. He's a wrestler that non wrestling fans go. He seems familiar. I might have seen him somewhere. What? Yeah. What do I know him? Yeah. So, Usually it's just either the mask. No, I, I had no idea who Vader was before this show. Like I. Yeah. And I, I had known more wrestlers than. 
him for sure. Like I knew Sting was before we did the show. And yeah, like, like I mean, Sting is somebody who's like been on Thunder in Paradise and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. the fuck is Thunder? That's Hulk Paradise? Hogan's TV show about boats and guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Nobody called watched. Gunboat. Thunder in Paradise is in the same like weird realm as like WWF. Nobody watched it except for wrestling. Why didn't fans. they just call it Boats and Guns? Yeah, I watch the hell out of Gunboat. Yeah, I watch. Yeah, I watch Gunboat. Hulk Hogan um, and Gunboat. Tonight on Gunboat. Uh, boats and Guns. Uh, I think that's a on the scooter gets shot with a gun. Yeah, boats and guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I it think was shot in Orlando. I think there's something cool that like clearly somebody on the Boy Meets World writing staff was a wrestling fan and specifically a Vader fan. Mm-hmm. And Vader was a great fit to be that character's father. And he did that role really well. And yeah. I think that like once again, like I was say- saying, intersecting new school and old school, it was really great to see a guy that previous to this we saw like, you know, nearly beat up a man because you know he said the wrestling was fake and then immediately following that a pic of him like being intimidated by mr feeney yeah Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna say too is it's the whole as long as it's for the business for the show for the the end goal he's willing to do whatever's necessary so vader absolutely will put over mr feeney and act legitimately scared as horrible as the idea of revealing a girl's name to be the horrible thing as as stupid as that is vader's willing to put that over and be like yep that's no i'm terrified now yeah well i think it's like it's something that maybe this is something that helps steven appreciate it a little bit it's like in where everybody in the room here is a comedian um there's something that we refer to as uh committing to the dabble i mean there's something we refer to as committing to the bit where it's like doing everything that you need to do to even like in a risking embarrassment or whatever to like get the joke across and like you know what vader's doing isn't comedy but it seems like the same thing it's like committing to the bit of what he needs to do sure and and wrestling him not just like this in entertainment as a whole entertainment as a whole in you know make sure leon white is willing to commit 100 percent to whatever they put him in right yeah so it's like you know one of those one of that part of that is wearing a crazy mastodon mask and like walking to the ring even though he's blind another part of that is like doing a moonsault because it looks real cool another part of that is like like living in a mountain and saying stinger right like locate to that mountain like another one of those is like getting punched in the face by stan hansen until his eye literally dangles (laughs) out of his skull (laughs) Uh, another part of that is, you know, like begging off to Mr. Feeney. Another part of that is like threatening. What did you, what did you say? He said be- banging off. And be- I was also uh, no, I said, no, I said uh, begging off. Oh, begging off. I, I thought he banging said banging off. off. Yeah, sorry. I got like kind of a cold. I don't, uh, I don't even know what begging off is. Begging off. No, no, no. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, begging off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just begged off to Steven. I get it. Now put him over. Another of that is like, you know, threatening the life of a Kuwaiti news guy because it, you know, it's just committing to the bit. And I think that he's a very, he's athletic and he's very talented in committing to the bit. Yeah. He's a kayfabe company man. Yeah, and that's great. And that's cool. And that's like, you know, as comedy people, whenever we see like a comedian committing to a bit, if it's a good bit, we're like, bravo, good for you. You committed to that bit. And then, what do you think, Stephen? Yeah, um, I don't. Okay, so I, so I just you, on that. We're not saying it makes the bit good. No, but yeah. even even just referring to our own, like we spent a hundred dollars on a giant pizza. 
we committed to the bit of making yeah. a giant pizza. Sure, sure, and sure. And that's something that there's... It is something like, we did, folks. Yeah, there's uh, we, we built it. We made a giant pizza for a sketch show. It cost $100 in ingredients. It was very fun. I had to throw all of my clothes away afterwards. I drove a bike I, over it. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Whether or not it was funny is subjective, but yeah, everyone has to appreciate <laughs> yeah. that you did it. That we spent $100 on I will pizza. say, yeah. four people were taken to the hospital because they were laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were diagnosed with laphysema. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Are you Nick. sure they weren't uh, lactose intolerant? <laughs> Couldn't breathe. What's that? They weren't lactose intolerant. No, they weren't lactose intolerant. No, no, no. They laughed. Did they, they laugh. have laugh aids? Yeah, they had laugh. Yeah, aids. laugh. Aids. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so maybe just, well, I want to take a shot. So after, uh, the, okay, go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. So I, uh, so very, on this, what? Mm, I'll separate it a little bit. Uh, comedians doing bits too much, I think, is terrible. I actually don't like comedians who cannot fucking stop. Uh, I can't turn it off. Because you know what? It's like, it's not funny. Also, I can't talk to you. Also, like, what the fuck? Are, most people, anybody who's a comedian who, like, goes 100% all the time, they're not funny. That is a fact. Like, I've never, I, there's no super funny people I know who, like, can't stop joking. That's fair. Uh, and it's like, I, and some of my favorite comedians, I feel like when they're not doing it, Man, they are not doing it at all because it's just like, you know what? Just be a normal human being for a minute. That's fine, too. I love that. And, and to that, I should say that we are only accusing uh, Vader or celebrating Vader of yeah. being on when it's time. Right. Uh, one of the, again, the thing I love about most. Uh, like he's not Mick, walking through a shopping mall uppercutting people. <laughs> when, when Mick Foley uh, spoke yeah. about him in his book. Uh, he said that uh, unfortunately Shawn Michaels, who at the time was known for being very backstage politicky, very right. give me my way or go away. Yeah. Uh, basically got super frustrated at him after uh, a certain match chewed him out just went yelling out to everyone and it hurt vader's feelings to the point where he just like needed to talk to someone like it he's just a softy who's like well, he's a person therapist he's a, person, he's, a, he's a guy doing his best and we so we appreciate it because we know he's putting it on for us this yeah. isn't well, like, yeah. someone who's just yes. faking it's a it the guy whole time. who gives a shit about the business he yeah. cares well, yeah like, well and vader's a guy that like i'm speaking again on mcfoley's book um, his finisher is uh, a power bomb. It's you pick a guy up like over your head and you slam him down onto the ground mm -hmm. as hard as you can. A legit dangerous move for concussions, right. which and, they're um, trying to cut back on. And uh, Vader is a guy that he would like. He's a big dude, so he can throw somebody pretty hard. So like he's known for having just kind of like a stiff power bomb, and um, they're likely a, to hurt someone because he actually lets throws you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there was a guy that he did it to that there was fear for about like the guy couldn't move his arms and legs. There was fear for about 30 minutes after the match of this guy being paralyzed. Basically, the guy took it poorly yeah. and uh, as a result was... Like, there was like, fear of him being paralyzed. Who was the guy that took that uh, fireball? I don't know. I'm pretty jobber. sure it was a jobber, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Some fucking asshole. Um, Vader... <laughs> Some fucking uh, McFly mentioned this in this book. Vader was in tears backstage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, because, you know... That's not what's the, That's not what he wants to have. Nobody wants He's just that. trying sure. to do the best he can do. Yeah. 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 I, I know the football players doing the same thing who've hit someone and like there's been incident helmet to helmet and they're just torn yeah. up over what they've done. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's, well, yeah. And I, I guess what I mean by committing to the bit is like, yes, there's, you know, there's comedians who are constantly on and those guys suck and those girls suck. Anybody who commits to the bit. I mean, anybody who is constantly on, I don't know. Const and it's on because it's never, nobody can, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> but like, but there's a difference between that and what I'm referring to as committing to the bit is like uh, yeah. uh, Nathan Fielding, dumb Starbucks. He, right. Fielder, yeah. Uh, Nathan Fielder, yeah, whatever. Um, Nathan Fielder, 
Uh, yeah. He legitimately rented a space and turned it into a Starbucks. Right. Or us, when we create full album parodies. Right. We're not constantly like, oh, King Jokester. We, but we're like, the kings of Christmas. Well, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we, kind of, we're, yeah, we're assholes. Kind of yeah, yeah, we're kind yeah. of Listen to the first 20 episodes of the show to hear us just do bits for yeah. an hour. Yeah. Or most of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's what... 21 is when we kick in and go, guys, let's be serious now. But like, I mean, do you understand what I'm talking about? That's what I'm referring to is like, there's a difference between like kind of being constant joker guy and like versus going as far as you need to for something for it to sell to level that you Mm -hmm. wanted to sell to. Yeah. 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 And that's something that we talk about a lot, like just in our own, you know, comedy creation and stuff like that Mm -hmm. is like, you know, like, no, if we're doing it, we need to do it. Basically what Joey's saying is he wants... Leon White, a.k.a. Big Van Vader, to be the fourth member of local business company. Sure. Oh, that would be tough. Yeah, let's bring him in. <laughs> Vader, you are officially invited. I'm not I'm not in the group. Yeah. So but I you don't... can do this on our behalf. We would be yeah. fine with it. Yeah, yeah. So so to, to get into the modern era a little bit so and, yeah. and to, to bring us up to speed now, so Vader would continue to wrestle out, outside of this era into the 2000s up until very, very recently. Would well, continue he to would move wrestle into... in Japan up until the early yep. 2000s when he then uh, allegedly... Uh, confronted or upset the wrong person with ties to uh, potentially the Yakuza or various <laughs> other uh, Japanese people that you would not want to upset. Sure. This is all, spe- all, spe- this is all unoffic- speculation. Yeah, he's been off the records, unofficially banned from Japan. Mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda hates him. Yeah. I would. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to say they do. I would buy. I would watch a movie of Vader attacking Al-Qaeda. Yeah, oh, sure. But he would wrestle in all Japan. Uh, he would do a lot of stuff with the indie circuit. He was uh, he would brief, briefly wrestled for TNA for a little bit. Yeah. And then he had his big one night comeback with uh, Heath Slater, who had been wrestling a series of legends. Uh, Heath Slater was in, uh, was famously a, a jobber who was just eating losses, mm-hmm. but he was able to get a great reaction. He was able to make you hate him in the way that you wanted to see him get beat. Not Heath hate him Slater, in the way that you're turning the channel. Another company guy, by the yeah, way, who I'm very guy. glad is getting his due. But so Vader did come up all in the culmination of the 1,000th episode of Raw. This was one of those matches uh, that, that that culminated in that return where all of the legends came out after Heath Slater would lose to Lita. Uh, and let's cut to a quick clip of that match when Vader made his return to WWE in 2012 and got a great reaction. Once again, it's Vader time. You hear me? It's my time. It's Slater time, baby. Slater So yeah, I remember when Vader came back and I was watching Raw that night. It was like, this is fucking great. The, it's always one of the things that, the, you know, and I'll admit here, this Stephen might not like this. I cry a decent amount watching wrestling. <laughs> I get into it. And hey, I, me- I said I said it on Dan Black's podcast the other day when Ric Flair came out and endorsed Sasha Banks mm-hmm. at the end of Raw. I absolutely teared up for, I did. for me. It was during this match when the crowd started chanting, you still got it for him, which is a somewhat common chant. Even yeah, if and it gets a little for annoying, a couple right? months. It's, it's been overused recently, it, but bang. this is back 2012 where it was still a little bit fresh for me. And I was so happy for him because he looked great in this. Yeah. Match. Oh, yeah. And I believe this is after he had been in. Was this after he was in a coma for a while? 
He had a big uh, health scare. He, he did have a health scare, yes. And I I don't know if this is after or before, but even, either way, just for him to come in and, and put on this, you know, it's a short squash match. He was in a coma match, for 30, 33 days something. around 07. Yeah, so yeah, to come back from that and be able to put this on is just so great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he's a guy that like has had like, he's... He had a double knee replacement surgery prior to this. Wow. Like some years, but I mean, yeah, that's insane. I mean, there are some wrestlers where, you know, they... they they exit being on national television and they quickly lose relevance. Whereas Vader is a guy that like, you know, we see this Heath Slater match from 2012. Yep. Will Osprey is one of the top indie wrestlers in the world right now. And like Vader had a match with him, like 60 at the time, 60 year old Vader had a match with him like last August, two or three months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's going to be a match that we're going to look to in years as like a weird match out of time, similar to when CM Punk wrestled Eddie Guerrero when Hulk Hogan and John Cena were in the same tag match together. Right. Like, it's just like this weird, I mean, like, you know, uh, Samoa Joe versus uh, Kabashi. Like, it's the type of match that wrestling fans should only be able to see in video games where yeah. they've where it has rosters throughout the eras. It's yeah, it's always cool when you see eras happen. coming well, it's like, together. It's like not even... It's like the Rocky Balboa movie. Yeah, well, sure. it's, like, it's like not even a dream match because you because your mind Mason skips... Mason the Line it's, it's like it's not even a dream match because your mind skips the potential of it even being able to happen. Right. Yeah, you, and, yeah, you don't think about stuff... Well, I went a negative route. I don't know why, but it's like Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Bushwhackers, but... Yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. level. They may not have the same. Uh, What's well, like the, the headbangers are like, back? If the Young yeah. Bucks wrestle the Legion of Doom, like that's like right. That, yeah, oh. That's like one of those where it's like it's just like wait, there's a there was a world where that happened, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Like I don't know, and I definitely look at like Vader versus Will Osprey. We're gonna think of that as that in five, ten years, and right? The, the, it, the match doesn't have to be a five star match. It can be a three-star match, and just the spectacle and the it's novelty like that of it happened. this existing automatically makes it worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that we've uh, we've watched uh, a lot of great Vader clips. Um, I guess uh, let's even go around and rate the career of Vader out of five Vader times. <laughs> yeah, let's rate it actually, out of five Vader. Well, actually, times. I think that like because we're all going to say five. We all think he's great. Well, yeah, sure. Like uh, Stephen, do you? Uh, we'll just go cut straight to it. We're already at a 15 out of 20. Yeah. Uh, do you <laughs> like or love Vader? And like, give us your opinion, your honest opinions on Vader as a wrestler and as a performer. The best part of this, Vader can take it. So. Yeah. And if we haven't done our job convincing you any shit, then, you know, tell us. Then like, hold up, hold still, everybody. We're going to put up some more clips. By the way, we have <laughs> Vader in the closet. I brought Here back your is! favorite bit. No, no, no. That, bit's, that bit's dead. Okay. We can't do that bit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to start talking to We're Joey done with that about bit. that bit. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. apologies. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah. So, Big Van Vader. Um, you know, we started We started watching, we started this whole thing while watching a malfunctioning Betamax uh, cassette uh, recovered tape of him uh, in an, an elephant uh, rhino uh, metal flaming thing entrance. Are you the uh, Betamax champion? Uh, I am the Betamax champion, cool. yeah, as yeah. you know. Um, and I thought like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. Um, some guy in a thing. That's not that big mm-hmm. of a deal. Uh, and then we watched Sting versus Vader at Starcade 1992. Yep. Uh, yep. Want to know more about Starcade for sure. Whatever that. I just like that word. The Battle uh, Bowl. <laughs> I love it. Home of the Battle Bowl. Uh, they, <laughs> you know, yeah, I watched it and uh, they, you know, they said their weights is Vader 450, you know, Sting 
250. It's like, oh shit, there's a 200 pound weight. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a difference. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. than the weight of me. That's probably more of the weight of more than the weight of like Joey and another person. Uh, like that. Joey it. and Nick plus Sting <laughs> might be equal yeah, to maybe. Hey man, I'm seven feet tall. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, 500 pounds, feet, but, but still 90 still, pounds. Yeah, you're still like yeah, you're still. Yeah, like, I'm very. My bones are all I have. <laughs> yeah, he's like a like a stop sign pole. Yeah. Um. And I and I watched that match and I was like, oh, like that's a hard match to wrestle. I get that this guy um uh has a physicality that others don't uh one of the the first episode we ever did was andre the giant hulk hogan and i was like we are making a poor disabled man wrestle (laughs) uh in that he is a guy who literally has like a uh a a birth defect i don't know if that's the right way to say but anyway he's got yeah like agromeglia it's a birth defect yeah right okay so glandular disorder he's got a he's got a disorder and we're he is like our entertainment and he moves around slow and he can't even get into the ring so they have to use a fucking scissor lift to get him in and like that's mean uh, and I watched this. So I was like, "Oh, this is a guy who's like athletic and isn't uh, like totally just being exploited for uh, being a uh, gigantic person." Right. Um, and then we watched the Undertaker uh, get and attack a Kuwaiti newsman. Uh, you know. Uh, I have some mixed thoughts on that overall, which I shared. But I think you guys do point out, and I, when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, he just kind of grabbed his tie. There was a moment where he like shakes him in that tie, and that wouldn't be good for your neck. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't feel good to do. He get a little whiplash on that, but he didn't like smack the guy. Even right. when he, even when he did take a big swipe at him at the beginning, he hits his paper. I think he's actually trying mm-hmm. to hit the paper, and I'm like, so it's not like he just reeled out and hit some fucking guy a la Buzz Aldrin, which, like, come on, Buzz, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Buzz Aldrin, screw you. It's yeah. not It's not Aldrin time. It's not it's Aldrin, Aldrin time. time. I mean, the moon landing was faked. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a uh, uh, Stanley <laughs> As Cooper's Buzz movie. Aldrin explodes through your lips. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Steven! <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> moon landing uh, versus moonsault. Uh, <laughs> I would love it if there was a Stephen Pearlstein Buzz Aldrin feud. <laughs> I'll, I'll start Steven, it Steven, could you do a moonsault on the moon? moon I mean, yeah. I think it just about anybody. I think, can, yeah, right? of course. I, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think any salt on the moon I can is do a moon salt. I love moon salt on the moon. Yeah. Anyway, so you were saying Buzz no, Aldrin. It's okay, so then, so we watched that, and I was, had some mixed thoughts on it, but ultimately, I'm like, yeah, that's all right. That's not a huge deal. Well, all right. uh, it's kind of funny that he got ended up in jail uh, over uh, over such a silly little moment. Uh, I wonder if he regretted it while he was sitting in jail. Like day two, he's like, ooh. I feel like the people <laughs> sharing his cell regretted it. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair. Because like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Nobody They're would. not. Or he's not locked in there with them. Yeah, they're locked in there with him. Absolutely. Yeah, Nobody yeah. would bother Vader. Like, like you know, it's like, oh, go. Like somebody heard. Like somebody went to Kuwaiti jail that day and like heard the advice. Like if you see the biggest guy, go up and punch him in the face. And they like plopped into that cell and they saw Vader and they're like, never mind. I guess I'm gonna get mind. fucked by Vader. Like I'd rather get fucked by Vader than do that. Yeah. That's a good compliment. Uh, That's yeah. high praise. Yeah, yeah. 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 It really is. Uh, and then we we kind of capped it off with uh, Vader and the Boy Meets World clip. And I got thought, God damn, uh, watching wrestling's hard. Uh, you know, whatever. He he did his thing. Uh, he was exactly the same Vader uh, on the TV show that I've seen him in wrestling. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm going to say it's a good thing in this case. I think it's good. He knows what his character he is. He knows what his character really? is. Because that's, yeah. that's, that's less on him and more on the casting director. Yeah. 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 It, it, that's yeah. That's the casting director. So fuck them. Um, so at the end of this, you know. Uh, we watched this last clip of uh, Heath Slater, which I honestly didn't know was a wrestler. I've heard that name, I think, from you guys so He's much. He's the current WWE Tag Team Champion on SmackDown. Is that right? Yeah. I yeah. Rhino, who did not get elected into Michigan Congress. Yeah, he yeah. ran for Congress in Michigan. Good. 
Fuck him. Uh, fuck you. Why, fuck him. Uh, and we watched this clip. Uh, yeah, I really thought Heath Slater must have been just an actor or something else. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he is. Uh, and, uh, He's the one-man band, Stephen. <laughs> That's who he is. Fuck that means. That's his does gimmick. He, does he come out and play all these music? All yeah, no, he does. Yeah, he plays. He's he's definitely got like yeah. a giant contraption with a guitar strap yeah, to him. It's got a band like strong, and like cymbals on his legs. Yeah, he plays the cowbell with his left ball. Yeah, yeah. He's it's got amazing. like he's got a harmonica just strapped to his face. You're gonna be so disappointed um, when you finally really see Heath Slater. Yeah, he plays his own entrance music his, while he's yeah, walking. His through. right hand, he's got a kazoo on each finger. It's yeah. unbelievable. Heath Slater, if you're listen to this uh free gimmick pitch free gimmick yeah. pitch uh the literal it, one man band we watched this match he has a good match uh, it's a short match but i like it but there's like a little uh there's a moment that i kind of freezed on that i like uh and it seems like real quickly here that's like him like jimmy like he right screen cap this, uh, this i will i will yeah it's like here there he's doing like the character stuff and it's yeah, all yeah. great i'm playing in slow motion you know he's really keeping it alive and then for just a quick moment uh he looks out onto the fans and he's got like to me what i can only uh, oh, see yeah. like a genuine oh. smile. Um, it really is genuine. Yeah. Right and because yeah, this is this is again, he's been retired from wrestling. He's been in a coma for a period of time, had a huge health scare. Yeah. And this is his coming back to uh so, the last company, yeah, major WWE. company he was with yeah. and just getting a huge ovation yeah. from a crowd of yeah. people who honestly Look at that. didn't have to Look give a fuck. Yeah. They could have just shat on this. Yeah. Right. And, and that they've happens. done it before. Yeah, that yeah, happens they all have. the time. Yeah. Um, this, this I remember this build up to Raw 1000. Most of the legends, they all got good reactions. By the way, like seeing Psycho Sid come back was cool. There yeah, was, was some great. cool. There was some cool moments. I do think though this was one of but the top v- reactions. Was the best. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, and that is uh, the thing that I think ultimately sold me on Vader. Um, I will uh, I'll always really like people who take. Uh, uh, real appreciation and value in their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just finding value from your work, regardless of what it is, regardless of or how it's Or if you think it's horseshit because it's I wrestling. Because I do. I think it is horseshit. But right. I appreciate, I, I look at him and I go like, oh, this is a guy who clearly put his whole life into this thing that he really cares about. And there's this fucking moment where he can't help but smile like a big fucking mm-hmm. goofy baby who just saw their first mm-hmm. silly face. Like, he loves it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Good for well, you. There you go. So it's, not, it's not just the professional pride. It's that satisfaction of, of and doing devotion. Like, job, yeah. job well done, man. I don't think, uh, you know what? Like, I and to shit, just to, since I always do it in every episode, to, to shit on... The guy everybody hates. How do I always... Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman yeah. Reigns. You Roman. always see him. He's so memorable. <laughs> He's so forgettable. I've never seen that guy happy. You know, that's I've, fair. I've yeah. never seen him happy. Yeah. And that sucks. It like, always feels like an affectation to you. Yeah. He's well, like, he's like, he's he's like, well, I'm like, you know, like real serious. Smugman like, Reigns. He's I never think... been, he's never, he's never finished a match and had people like him or not like him or whatever. And he's never been like, yeah, I'm so happy I'm doing this. And Wait. Fucking Vader is, and I'm like, God damn it, you do whatever the fuck you want. There you Five go. stars on big goddamn Vader. Oh! Yeah! It's a 20! Is that yeah. a first? It's a perfect 20! Yes, let's for assume like, it is. Probably like a legit I, thing. Oh, intern, for, intern, is it a first? That's probably. Yeah! It's Vader time! One for well, me, I think that this is. I think that this is the first time that I've ever been on, I think, the same ground as Steven as far as like. Like. Yeah, like that makes me love things. It's like, I don't really care about this. But this guy loves it, and there's something great about. Well, there's that. something yeah. palpable and infectious about about uh, it. Uh, what, what's the, like be, like what, what's the word? I'm, excitability. When, when, when I know so, general appreciation, genuine appreciation. And so many, so many of my favorite wrestlers are like 
the Mick Foley's of the world that cry when they win their first title. Right, right. Like, it's like Roman Reigns won the championship, and it seemed like he like didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I know. Like, yeah, totally. Like, I, well, just just on that too. I know Nick and I, especially with uh, some of our uh, other interests outside of wrestling, things what that we, thing, things that we genuinely Sizzler. Enjoy, that, well, yeah, literally, <laughs> this is right. Sizzler, like some new metal stuff. There's stuff that we like genuinely enjoy that is they so societally looked down I've upon. I never said I like new metal, but there are a couple of songs where I'll go. I don't know why I like. Yeah, this. no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You find like I like three Nickelback tracks, and but I feel like I'll almost never, I'll never claim it. that. I yeah. don't. But yeah. no, at the same time, it's just you find. Stuff I love that Nookie. Just makes you feel Anybody good. like Nookie? Uh, Lincoln Park? Uh, no, Lincoln Park sucks. Wait, Nookie's no, Lincoln Biscuit. Oh, wait, hold on. Lincoln, Lincoln. Let's not let's not take down Lincoln Park, okay? Fuck off. Well, no, see, so yeah, you're in the same. You find these things that everyone's like, oh, we all are supposed to hate it now, yeah. but you're like, no, Gotta it make makes it me ladies. happy. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and for me, Nookie that's puts me and, in a good mood. And because it's so bad. <laughs> well, well for, for me, wrestling is that kind of it, it's campy, it's goofy. I don't have to take it seriously. Yep. I can just enjoy it because I feel good about it. And then, like Steve said, it's yeah. never better than when you see someone who is like that. Yep. Your Vaders, your Mick Foley's, mm-hmm. your and then, Sizzlers. And then we, you top it off, too, with that's what makes Dwayne The Rock Johnson the superstar that he is, is because not only is he the incredible athlete that he is, but on top of that, he has that incredible love and devotion. Yeah, and, and he's a heartfelt like appreciation like it looks for like everything. He loves he's happy doing. to be there. But like yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a great example that, of somebody that I like... I love that picture like, so much now. Please send that to me. Like Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a guy that like every picture picture of him he looks like he's having the time of his life right yeah like sure. it looks like he's on the verge of crying tears of joy from whatever he's joseph doing. gordon levitt when he hosted snl radiated that exact he did energy. yeah he did yeah that's funny you bring up the rock because in the episode that we recorded with uh maddox we actually watched a clip of the rock watching his first oh no this <laughs> was uh this was nick mundy oh this was nick oh, mundy, nick mundy. Thank you. That's, the, right. that's right nick the rock's mundy. best friend nick mundy oh yeah which we which we talked about his nick bff mundy. yeah he watches this thing and then i and i said like i love that clip because it's yeah a guy who Who's genuinely proud of the work he's done in the yeah. thing, talking about a thing that he really cares about. I'll never not love that. I will never not love that. That's right. um, uh, and that transcends wrestling. That's just yes. with anybody yes. doing anything. Well, no, I, sure. like, I was a uh, I went to school to be like a broadcast news like television reporter. Yes. And I definitely like had to go out and do news packages and interview people about whatever. Yeah. And there was something really great about like talking to a guy that's worked uh, for the Los Angeles Metro for 10 years about why he loves public transit. Right. Which and is like, insane to me, but somebody's got to be passionate about everything oh, or yeah. shit won't exist. When it's like that guy caring about it, like that guy being really pumped about... Um, well, I wanna, oh, sorry. Sorry, uh, Stephen looks like No, no, you, you, you go. Well, I want to throw on the same on note and just kind of bring it back to wrestling uh, to do a little bit of a pitch uh, for one of my friends. Uh, Brandon Aarons is an independent wrestler that none of you have heard of. Everyone out there, Brandon, I love you, and I'm not trying anything bad here, but <laughs> any of the listeners here yeah. probably his haven't, parents heard haven't heard of him. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, who's Brandon our Aarons, son? <laughs> he's a fantastic wrestler out of Missouri. Uh-huh. Uh, he won like the the sexiest wrestler in Missouri re- award by some promotion moves, but it's great. He's he's been an independent champion. He's do- paying his dues, and he's been doing this for like the past. I got to say, like six, seven, eight years, he had a really severe neck injury, but he's never broken through. He's never got that that lucky draw. Right. But at the same time, he's working his butt off. He's doing all these things and he does it because he loves it. And I come home sometimes and I see on Facebook, he posts sweaty, bloody, cleaning up. But, oh, my God, I love wrestling. Awesome. And that's like 
I hope he gets that break, but at the same time, if he never does, mm-hmm. he's doing what he loves, and you, I love him for that. And at the very least, I hope Brandon I, I, Aaron. At the very least, I hope he at least becomes the Tri County King of Comcast champion. Yeah. Or, yeah. The, or, or, or uh, Brandon Aaron's. Uh, I'm laying down a gauntlet for you to come out to uh, L.A. and fight for the YSLW <laughs> Pro. <laughs> we'll have anyone yeah. take Wait, that belt not, with you back to Missouri. Wait, you're not the commissioner of YSLW Pro. <laughs> We're the commissioner. I can of challenge anyone. It's just not an official match. <laughs> right, yeah. sure. It's not uh, sanctioned. I want to. I just want to quickly tag on the thing that Nick said yes. a minute ago or minute Comcast. Ago. It was uh, you said like. Uh, I guess everybody there's there's somebody who cares a lot about everything or else the world wouldn't run and like that's just not true like what I mean by that is a lot of people, thank you Stephen a lot of people don't give a fuck about what they do I, right I yeah. a lot Stephen of here because it makes it more special at all and that's again that's that's Roman Reigns uh, right like, I didn't say they have to be care. passionate about it. I'm just saying somebody has to care about doing a thing or else shit won't happen but that's yeah I don't know it's like I don't even think that's true like I, I there are watch, people who just collect paychecks there's people who sure. show up at jobs and do the fucking work and don't contribute like therapy and then there are people who like throw themselves into it and that again there's a huge there's a huge valley between those two uh and it's just that's again that's what makes i think vader all the more special it's like yeah you found one guy in la sewage who's like excited about how it works there was a dude who like did the social media for bart the barrier rapid transit and he went on like an epic twitter storm uh, like rage uh this is like a few months ago and it was incredible because you could tell how much he actually cared and was interested in this job of getting people around on like yeah. transportation you're like who cares about this like that guy and it's right. fucking awesome yeah it's like really I think we're saying like, the same thing are, though oh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying I think it's super rare I think you said you, right. said, you said like there's something there's something like that uh, that's everywhere somebody like, out not, there really gives a yeah. shit about sewage yeah. Stephen so somebody does it's I mean, not that everything has like it that? but there's yeah. always something <laughs> yeah. for someone I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's rare in terms of there's five people in the world, but I no. think that it's it's always joyous when you run into it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'll buy it. Right. Um, so all right, great. Vader, good job. 20. Yeah. So like, honestly, wow. Vader, like, that's a 20 perfect twenty. Stars. And like, this helped us, I think, come to a breakthrough about like personally why I like certain wrestlers and why sure. I don't like other wrestlers. Yeah. So, so fuck you, Robert. Jason so. Wayne Christian really lives on the bookends of this show, by the way, because yeah. he pretty yeah. much has brought in the worst one match. of Stephen's most hotly contested topics some and episodes. Nine hundred ninety. 90,990 some odd stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 20 versus the, the, the shit storm that, that Yoshiko brought onto Steven's existence. Yeah. I yeah. am hey. Bipolar Wrestling Express. Thank you. Right, well, uh, Jason, thank you so much for yeah. suggesting. And also to your <laughs> wonderful girlfriend, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. To her, and, 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 and sorry, well, wife. I, I, wonderful I wife. married her four years yeah. ago. Sorry. Uh, thanks. <laughs> sorry. I, I, under, I don't understand words very well. <laughs> yeah. I just said, like, like I don't know, like, like, like I don't know, baiting off or something. Like that. <laughs> what are you baiting off? <laughs> hey, Chelsea, yeah, yeah. how about that? I claim you in front of all these subscribers and if you uh, haven't yet please give it a subscribe it's a great mm-hmm. podcast yeah uh if you're a wrestling fan you have questions for steven or if you're not a wrestling fan you have questions for nick and i shoot us an email at you should love wrestling at gmail.com or tweet us at yslw podcast yep right. yeah. um yeah uh, definitely like steven was saying like yeah. jason was saying uh like subscribe to us on itunes uh you know definitely give us a, give us, give us a five dollar star review uh we're or a five dollar foot long yeah, yeah. give us a, sure. or a five or mail me a five dollar foot long yeah we'll take uh, one of those my address is five 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 yslw street <laughs> <laughs> um uh so uh so that's uh the end of the show uh jason where can we find you on social media anything you want to share uh, i'm at <sighs> salts pepper on twitter mm-hmm. uh don't know why i picked that name 
and then uh, you can see me performing monthly at uh, the same show as Nick here, uh, Speedface at the mm-hmm. Pack Theater. If you're in the Los Angeles era. Also, area, come uh, on out. If come out to Io West uh, on the same Sunday of the month uh, to see uh, me perform at the Del Close Theater at uh, Io West with my sketch team, The Cover Up. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and then. Uh, I'm going to start trying to do some Let's Plays, so uh, keep an eye on my Twitter. I'll announce it there. I might be doing some uh, wrestling things where I either do fantasy wrestling uh, tournaments. Is that what PewDiePie does? I don't know what things are. Weird. It's a weird thing where I'll play. I'll have a video Similar. game playing or play a video game or bring people on to play a video game together. I got something in the works. Just watch my Twitter. Gotcha. We'll see what happens. Cool. Maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it'll be terrible. Uh, Joey, what about you? Hi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JoeyTainment. And be sure and check out my other podcast, 25 Minutes of Silence, which is a podcast where a guest and I sit in silence for 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just record an episode with ben curtis the dude you're getting a dell guy that's awesome great yeah yeah <laughs> guys as always that, you could find me pause is the, the this where my reaction to <laughs> 25 minutes of silence lives that's awesome <laughs> 26 milliseconds of reaction yeah it's just that uh all right <laughs> guys as always you can find me on twitter and instagram at nick gligger g-l-i-g-o-r uh, and of course you can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. Jason, hey. thank you so much for coming back to the show. And yeah. we do want to uh, close this out on, a, on a, a serious note, sort of in a way. But guys, you can you can follow uh, Big Van Vader on Twitter at It's Vader Time. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we did this as a reactionary episode to talk about his uh, career and as a retrospective of what he's done and what he's, what he's meant to the, the industry. He had, had recently said on his Twitter that he had announced that he's, you know, Doctors have, have given him a health diagnosis, uh, and we do, from You Should Love Wrestling, want to send out the very, very best to Big Van Vader in he, in his future. Well, yeah. He's very active on Twitter. He is. He and reads your support. Send it to him. He, I know he cherishes it. There's a big push right now. We want to see him in the Hall of Fame while he's still with us. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason he should not be there already. And we so, wish him the very best in whatever happens. Tweet to him. Tweet to WWE. Make the voices heard. He deserves it. Well, yeah. like, yeah. fans of our show, like... I don't know, like, if you were going to use 30 seconds of your day today to, like, you know, write us, give us a five-star review, don't do that. Send Vader a tweet saying, we appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. And if you were going to, and if you have another 30 seconds besides that one, we'll still take the five. Sure, we'll yeah, still yeah. take it. If you if you have one full minute of extra time in your day, do both. Uh, if you only have 30 seconds, obviously give it to Vader. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. have 15 seconds, oh, God, you got to you gotta get some. Yeah, you got to figure out. your life out. So in this crazy alternate dimension that we've got a 20 out of 20, yeah. we've gathered that Steven... You do like Vader. You you love Vader. That's that's good enough for us. I like him. You're a fan of the guy. Good job. So I guess to close out the episode, Uh-oh. as always, well, okay. we have to ask, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. What's up? Do you love wrestling? Ugh. No. Yeah. Do, but do you, but do you, love, do you love Vader? I might I might hate that episode of Boy Meets World more. <laughs> well, guys. Wrestling, so that's something. Jason, thanks for coming back because <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's Vader! This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.